You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir... I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in or participate in the show, feel free to do so. The number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Doesn't look like we have any new callers. So let's get started. Wait. Always one step I forget every single freaking time. Ayo. 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 Okay. Ayo. We get it. I'm just here because I got to clear something up. Okay. To be considered Thomas Austin is nothing short <laughs> of a miracle, a a wonderful compliment. Mm-hmm. Some say the highest of honors. That's fair. To be considered Thomas Austin. Now, I can say without certainty that I am not sus. <laughs> I have appeared on multiple times with my face to the people. I have come on here and I've spoke from my heart, from my brain, to the people. And to you, Ryan. Okay. Wonderful, generous, gracious host. I'm not a big fan of this whole one call per day thing. Sorry. I'm not a fan of having to pay to interact with this medium. Not saying that you shouldn't. It's a great idea. That was just a joke. We're it's good. terrific monet- to monetize the yeah. show. No, it was a joke. However, it takes away the heart. Yep. It takes away the soul. You you become a zealot at that point. Oh, I've... And yes, I call it a zealot instead of well, a sellout because well I can't that. quite call you a sellout no matter what you do. You've earned it. You've done a lot for us. And we, in return, try and do our best for you, for the show. I personally try to make it a little more entertaining uh, for you, not for the people, for you. 
my goal is to at least have you think a little bit because, I mean, you can just look up stats. You can ask the robot. But I try and pick at your brain. I like figuring things out about people. That's mm-hmm. what I like doing. And whenever you, you know, get a question from me, it's like, oh, I didn't know he was going there with that start of his conversation. And that's that's the goal. Yep, that's the magic. That's the goal there is mm-hmm. to just kind of, you know, get you off guard to where you're not thinking too far ahead where it's just like, oh, all right, well, let me put this together real quick in my brain. Because that immediate reaction, that right there, is what your brain says is correct. All right, bye. Thank you for all that uh, clarification. And uh, it's always good to hear your voice, Tom. And yes, it is an honor to just be Tom. Tom, did you have anything else to add to that? As for my last call, mm-hmm. I just want to clarify a couple things. Okay. One, I call in, questions, you answer. Got to keep you quick on your feet. Because as much as this is a pack of podcasts, it's a pack of podcasts run, ran, curated, and hosted by you. Mm-hmm. And so without, you know, don't worry about the it. aspect of you, I mean, anybody can just go anywhere and listen to a Packers podcast. But because of you and how you are and how terrific and wonderful your brain is, mm-hmm. we all, for the most part, listen daily because that's how many episodes. You drop an episode daily for the most part. Sometimes on occasion you fall off the wagon there a little bit. But I think considering I do two a day, I'm allowed to have a day without it. I'm, I'm averaging well above one a day. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard knock life. And I give you a lot of credit for it. But with that being said, it's always a but. Uh, as much as you should listen to the majority of people who do call in, because even if they're not listening, you have people who are participating. And there's a genuine connection there that even regardless of, like, say, cheese ball and calling 40 times, I'm, that's an exaggeration. You probably called, like, what, 12? I call about 20,000. Not exaggerating. Roughly. A lot of my calls probably got skipped during that massive skip, and I'm not too upset about it. I'm hurt. I'm not upset about it. I understand. And again, I'm allowing you to put the call back in line. I just don't want old, outdated stuff to be at the forefront, and then it takes two weeks for us to get to the news, which is old news by the time we get to it. So if it's still relevant and you still want an answer to the question, just call in and ask it again. I, I That might be a, a small inconvenience, I understand. And maybe you just don't feel like it, and that's fine. Um, but I think that that's a reasonable thing to do, right? I mean, you understand why that makes the most sense. It's it's a it's a good problem to have that there's too many calls and that there are complications with so many calls. And one of the things that comes up sometimes with this really good thing of too many calls is occasionally your call is going to get skipped. But I'm I'm giving you the option to self judge knowing what your call was. If you have a call that, you know, at this point in time, it's kind of irrelevant. Like, if you are asking questions about who you think the Packers are going to draft and then the draft happens, you probably don't need to call that one back in. If you're asking a question that you really want to know about, like my favorite ice cream that's really just gnawing at you, call it back in. 
no problems, you know? So I I feel like that's a fair way to do things. Uh, but needless to say, do what you feel is best. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do what you feel. If your goal is to retain people listening, you know, figure out what's going to keep that from going. What's, to, to figure out how to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about us. Because I guarantee almost every single person who calls in, they're going to stay with you. Every single person who has called in, they've already kind of said to you by calling in that they listen, that they pay attention, and they ain't going to go anywhere. So, yeah, I'd say curate to the people, to the voiceless, to the people who don't call in, to the people who listen. Because that's the same power, because we're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. This one call per day thing I've broken today, but I've done pretty good for the past couple of days. But do what you feel is best. Truly yours. Let Thomas Austin. Goodbye. Sounds pretty good in French. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the uh, the sentiment there. By the way, speaking of the French... I didn't realize what kind of a kinship I had with the French folk. Maybe it's because there's a, a tiny piece of me that is French, and that's a rumor that um, has been denied. Um, but anyways, I, I never thought I had anything in common with the French. I thought they were basically like the, uh, I don't even want to say Philadelphia, you know, like where they're rude and everything else. My, my uh, we'll just say grandma, had gone to France at one point and got spit on. So that's like, you know, what, what since I was a kid, it's like those people are just jagoffs. And then you add to that cowards and everything else, and there's nothing redeemable about the French. Imagine being the most arrogant people on planet Earth with no reason for it. <laughs> like none. It's They're like Bears fans. They're super arrogant and they've earned nothing. Anyways, that was my disposition. Then I found out that French food is not actually what I thought it was. I thought French food was, you know, I mean, some good bakery and whatnot, but otherwise, it's all dainty, and it's like sweet carrots and all this stuff. Come to find out, no, French food is like, we want meat drenched in butter. Like, excuse me? Like, yeah, dude. Like, in Wisconsin, we'll get, like, a meat stick and a stick of cheese, and it's like, bite of one, bite of the other. They, they'll just take a meat stick and a, and a block of butter. Not literally, but I'm just saying. So when I found that out, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Then I find out that they're just as passionate and hardcore about food as Italians are. And so they're hardcore about, like, meat and butter and wine and cigarettes. Not that that's that big of a thing, but still, I mean, it's just it's just sort of this mentality of screw you and your quinoa salad garbage. Give me a bottle of wine, pack of cigs, six pounds of meat, dump some butter and cheese on it, and let's do this thing. Like, I mean, I'll partake in almost all that. But I found this guy on YouTube. I shouldn't... Well, I, I guess... It's, uh... I think it's Jean-Pierre. I'm not gonna look it up. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Just stumbled across that guy. That guy's awesome. He's freaking amazing. Love that guy. So I am, um... Learning to appreciate the French. Just a little aside, since you put a little French spin on your name there, uh... Le Thomas Austin. It's also making me want to do some French cooking. He did this dish I've never heard of. Obviously, it's just a... One of those dishes that's specific to a certain part of... France, but it was like, they made like a bean dish, not super big on beans, but it was like basically a broth. We're going to cook beans with like all this stuff and make this amazing broth. 
But then over here, we're going to do, I think it was quail, but it would just do chicken. It was like chicken legs, so like the thighs and the, and the, the legs together with sausage and then like pork shoulder cubed up. And we're just going to brown all this meat up. And then we're just going to throw it to, and they do like layers. It's like we're going to lay out some beans, some of this delicious broth. Then we're going to do meat and sausage, and then more beans, and then more meat and sausage. Pouring this broth over the top each time we do a layer. And then we'll do another meat, sausage, but then we're going to throw the chicken legs. And then we throw the whole thing. Oh, oh, wait. Then we cover the whole thing in breadcrumbs, even though it's all wet. But that's okay, because we're going to do so many layers of these delicious breadcrumbs. Eventually, it's going to form a hard crust. So you did like three layers, popped it in the oven, brought it back out, did another layer, popped it back in the oven, and then you just have this hard crusted dish. And I, again, I would, I would, if I were to somewhat Americanize it, which I know none of these things are American, but maybe sub out the beans for some pasta or some rice, you know, maybe. I'm just saying. But that's freaking amazing. So come to find out that's what they're doing over there in France. And it's like, all right, never mind. I was wrong about you people. It might start to seem like New Yorkers. Like you're, you're a little rough around the edges. But you got some good food, and I appreciate that. And your love of the food and all that stuff, like, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Probably don't want to sit in a room and eat with you, because we're not going to like each other, but, you know, there, there's, there's that little, little tiny, uh, vague kinship there. I just love people that love food, you know? Cultures that love food. Italians, French, Mexican, Spanish, I don't know much about, but apparently they're obsessed with food, too. They got that thing where they stay up late and eat all day or whatever i don't i don't know much about it i just heard a little bit about it but it sounds amazing anyways um garrett what's going on man breaker breaker one nine this is rubber duck hey calling on trucker bob and all those packer net after dark callers let's get ourselves a convoy up to title town i say we get a, a semi full of omaha steaks yes. for ryan a semi-truck for uh, Joe Janner pulling custodial supplies. Take painting for Bailman uh, Bob. <laughs> and uh, get a Southern Comfort for uh, Clayton Swayze. Yeah. So let's uh, get ourselves a convoy and a chartreuse minibus for Thomas Austin. <laughs> we got a 2025 Town draft day. Let's get ourselves a convoy, boys. I like that. Don't just bring yourselves. Bring something. It'll be like a giant potluck, but better because people won't bring stupid stuff like a potato salad. It'll be like, did you bring that seven pounds of pork shoulder? It's not even that much. That hundred pounds pork shoulder. <laughs> you got those 30 slabs of ribs and whatnot. Yeah, okay, we're good to go. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. How's it going? Hey, good. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, just calling in because I listened to... Uh... The was the, the show that would be on the twenty fourth, so whatever day that was, Wednesday or Thursday or whichever. Yeah. But um, you had mentioned I hadn't seen the news. I'm doing yard work. I'm kind of focused on what I got going on, so I haven't been keeping up on the news. Um, but you mentioned that the uh, the Packers are going to get to host uh, the draft in two thousand twenty five, and I think that's pretty great. Um, it'll give people that would never probably ever go to Green Bay. In, in the Lambeau Field, an opportunity to see it. And that's, that's great for the team. That, that's great for the franchise. You know, uh, 300,000 people that wouldn't normally be there, seeing the place, seeing all the new stuff that's there. I've been there, uh, I was there two years ago for the Raiders game. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great place. It's a great event. Uh, you know, people want to complain or say anything about, oh, there's homes right there. Those people in those homes, for how many years now, have been dealing with 
80,000 people showing up to a game, you know, they're, they're used to having large crowds of people showing up. They're used to letting their yards be used by those large crowds of people. So the infrastructure is already there. The, the place is used to it. it. It'll be a great place for people to go and do more than just, you know, like I said, city stuff. Because there's a whole lot of people that will probably want to go to an event like that that don't want to be stuck in New York or stuck in L.A. They don't want to go to a big city. But a small place like Green Bay, heck, they could show up for the draft and, and bring the fishing stuff with them or camping gear with them and, and make it into a whole week, you know, of being out and doing stuff that's, you know, family-oriented. So, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to seeing what the team does with it. So but that's all I got to say. Y'all take it easy. I got to go back to doing some construction on the house. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah, it sounds like we're all certainly in agreement about the NFL draft just being a fun environment. And, and you know, there are probably people who will be skeptical, but um, they're certainly going to be missing out if they don't come. I understand being skeptical. If I didn't know Green Bay, know about Green Bay, you know, I think I'll skip that one. I'll go to more of a fun one, you know. Like if, if I was in, I don't know, Pittsburgh or something, like, do I want to go to Green Bay for the draft? I'm going to go to a draft. It's not going to be that one, you know. Um but I think they'd be missing out because I think it would be a, will be a really awesome experience for people. Hey, Ryan. So uh, earlier today, uh, somebody said, hey, man, the tech after dark was wild because uh, you know, I guess Trucker Bob has really been going off. I'm like, oh, dang, I got to tune in and see what Trucker Bob was talking about. Was he upset about something? I don't know. So I opened up my uh, podcast app and I said, Packering After Dark just sitting there. I'm like, all right. Get my Packering After Dark on. So I'm gaming, killing some zombies. I'm listening to the podcast. You know, great podcast. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm I'm trying to read ahead. It's just a habit. It's kind of like when you read your the subtitles on the TV. You don't need to. It's just if it's sitting there, you got to read it. And I read ahead a little bit about what you were going to say. And I believe you said gaming, killing some zombies but the words here that google thought you said was gay man killing some zombies and i was really interested to see where this conversation was headed but i'm sorry go ahead continue sure enough here's turkey bobby going on and talking and like just a super normal call just super chill and and then he finishes the call he's like just being like super nice and he's like oh man ryan you know Hope you have a happy Easter. Love you, man. Bye. And he hangs up that much. <laughs> well, that's about man. <laughs> Easter. So <laughs> weird sort of way to sign off. Okay. Finally dawns on me. Like, I think the very next caller was, I think, Omar talking about, like, Quentin Johnson. And I'm like, what the heck? Up with all these people making these weird. Re- like, who cares about Quentin Johnson? And he go to, like, the Chargers or something? Like, who cares? Obviously, I, you know, I queued up an old Packer and After Dark. But I'm calling in now because uh, uh, I think, oh, man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now on who recommended it. But somebody called in and recommended uh, a, a dubbed horror movie, Train to Busan. Right. And he said that he was going to send you a DVD of it. So I was curious. Number one, did he send it to you? Number two, did you watch it? And uh, what did you think? Because I actually saw that movie. My brother came over one day and put it on. He's like, you got to watch this. And it was actually, you know, it was pretty good. Um, 
did not watch the dub version, nor did we have subtitles. <laughs> so we just had to kind of guess what it was about. We're just listening to these guys talking in Korean. No subtitles, nothing. He just had this, like, bootleg copy of yeah. this movie. And we just had to guess the whole way through. We had a good time. All right. I'm going to quit wasting your time now. But let me know if you watched that. I'm surprised you watched that movie because um, I've had that happen before where you'll find, like, the bootleg copy somewhere online or whatever, and um, it's in another language. You know, somebody's, like, recording in a movie theater, and it's in another language, and it's not dubbed. And, I, you know, you just turn it off right away. So it's, I find that interesting. Um, I hope not, because I haven't seen Train to Busan. So if somebody did send that to me, then I, I'm sorry to report I might have lost it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was in the, if that was in the group of Omar movies. I don't think it's in here. I still got it right next to me, Dust Till Dawn. Wrong Turn, Freaky, Demon Knight, and Hatchet. So I did watch all of those. I don't think there's any more anywhere, so I'm not positive. But no, the answer, I have not seen it yet. But thank you for reminding me. I will try to remember, and then we'll forget in about eight seconds that I'm supposed to watch that. Hey, it's Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Um, I just heard you talking about Memphis in May, and I wanted to call in to say that I, uh, I've been to Memphis in May, nice. and it's awesome it's like kind of like summer fest but but instead of many little stages and and like some medium stages and one huge stage is like three huge stages um and it's uh, right in the mississippi and it's great it's great uh anybody who appreciates milwaukee festivals would appreciate the journey down to memphis for memphis in may um i saw so eclectic. I saw um, Sonic Youth. I saw The Offspring. I really? saw Willie Nelson. Um, you know, so just to give you an idea. And I uh, saw some really cool local bands, too. Uh, one of which is called Lucero, L-U-C-E-R-O. And uh, I, I would encourage anyone to check them out. But I personally discovered them, like discover them, but I discovered them for myself. Um, just, you know, sitting there, checking out a band, uh, eating some barbecue as the sun set over the Mississippi and it turned from, from, uh, you know, dusk to night. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a cool, a cool experience. So go check out Memphis in May, everybody. Um, I guess, uh, oh, and, and I will just take credit for the Schrodinger's quarterback comment. That was me. That was Jimmy. That was a Jimmy original. Uh, <laughs> I just heard Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee mentioned that. Uh, so just wanted to pipe in, uh, toot my horn a little bit. And, uh, I think that's, that's all I got. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Jimmy out. So I'm actually excited to hear that because so I had been, like, the first, this is before I got into barbecue or anything like that or cooking or anything. This is when I, I lived in Kenosha, and there was, I'm not kidding, I think it was called Meat Fest or, or Pork Fest or something. I don't think it was Rib Fest. That's something else and somewhere else. But it was in, I think it was in Racine. And it was, like, the greatest thing ever because they had some competitions, but it was, like, a little festival. They had some rides. Of course, they had places where you could buy food. But you could also, I think it was, like, 20 bucks. And you could be like one of the 
participant judges, not like, you know, so you got your f- official judges and then your, your just people that are walking around judges, but you get to go inside and they hand you these little tiny cups of uh, pulled pork with their barbecue sauce on it. And I remember looking at the little tiny Dixie cup and thinking, man, this is kind of disappointing, but there was so much to eat and then you get your little scorecard or whatever. Um, I was so unbelievably full because I ate so much pork just out of these tiny little Dixie cups. And it was, it it was just like, it was, it was a heaven, heavenly experience for me. It was, it was the perfect event. Um, and I also discovered like, you know, it's kind of cool because you kind of try to figure out what you like. Cause some of them are a little bit more savory. I'm like, Ooh, I like that. And then you get some super sweet ones. And I'm like, it's hard to compare the two because they're so different. They're on like a different spectrum, but they're both really good. So I kind of have to decide which one I like, you know what I mean? It's, but it, it was awesome. But what I had heard and why I haven't been back to many of these other festivals is a lot of these judging competitions aren't really events for spectators. Um, they're just like judging events. So there's like the people that are there with their big trailers and they're cooking and everything, but they're kind of closed off. And some people, as as Malcolm will say, will kind of let you in. They might give you a tour. Maybe you let you sample something if they're being nice or whatever, but for the most part, this is an event for people that are competing and there's not a whole lot for you to do there, except maybe wander around and look at the people that are competing and what. So I, I just figure it's not worth really going to some of these events. Um, aside from maybe sitting there waiting for the whole thing to end and then seeing the competition and clapping for the person that won, if you're super into like, who's going to win it this year kind of thing. But, um, that's kind of what I thought Memphis in May was, especially as, as Malcolm kind of set it up like don't expect to get in there and like interact with these people because they're busy which makes sense i'm not saying i expected that but it just i i didn't really hear a whole lot of like there's tons of stuff there's bands and there's all this cool stuff for you to do and so yeah i think that's i think that's pretty cool and um would definitely want to check it out now i did, I, I don't want to go all the way down to memphis and um you know not really have anything to do but sit there and be like hey it's it's malcolm and hey that's a blues hog and hey that's you know whatever and then you know wave and stand there and smell it smells good (laughs) can i have it no no okay it's fine i was at mcdonald's so we're good yeah i would i would love to go to more events um i haven't even been to Ribfest, which is not super far from me i think it's in janesville i'm not sure but i've just heard a bunch of people complaining about it so i haven't gone but it's probably an awesome event i don't know you know what I should do right this second is figure it's it's already basically into that season. Why am I not doing this? Well, of course, there's Broadfest. That's uh, that's actually it starts today. I think I wonder if uh, they're going. I know my wife said they're definitely. Oh, I think she said they are going today. Going to get their brats and whatnot. We've been there. We when we, we've been like every year, and I kind of just got tired. It's the same stuff every year. And brats are good, but I can make my own brats. So waiting this long line for a brat. What else we got? Uh, food truck festival. Taste of Madison, Blues, Brews, and Food Truck Festival. Lots of New Glarus, okay. A lot of food truck festivals. Never been to one. I've seen them before and haven't gone because it's like I can't afford one food truck, much less like 70 of them. Food Truck and Craft Beer Festival. Is this becoming like a big thing? Another food truck festival. It's just like every town has their own food truck festivals. Best of the Midwest Barbecue in Union Grove. Meat Fest in Milwaukee. What is going What am I doing with my life? Anyways, um, tell you what, why don't we take a break? I'm going to continue looking at all the festivals and getting hungry. And uh, Jimmy, a.k.a. Aaron number 2, will be serenading us on the other side of the break. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. 
So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I said it would be Aaron, but I see something here that says unknown, which I've never seen before. Um, But I'm guessing this is somebody who hasn't called in. So let's see how this goes. Hey, Ryan. Russ the Realist here. First time listener. Hey, Russ the Realist. First time caller. First time listener. So is that like the realist? Like you're a rapper and you're like, I'm the realist, bro. Or is it the realist like I'm, I don't want to say keeping it real because that, 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 would confuse things but you know what i mean like i'm i'm a realist i'm guessing it's the latter but it's kind of funny to think it might be uh the former is that right the former the latter the, the first one. Oh, and i can't even uh change your name on here to anything but unknown so i guess you will be unknown forever sorry continue the realist it's the truth because no one will admit it and there needs to be accountability i did not say this lightly there's a criminal investigation ongoing by me into matt murphy He's a master maker of a criminal Ponzi scheme. Oh, you don't believe me. He sells season tickets promising a Super Bowl, but then he literally takes a baseball bat to Aaron Rodgers' knees and beats the absolute hell out of him. Wow. He forces the team to trade Brett Favre. Uh He forces the team to draft Kenny King. And he forces the team to draft Jordan Love, who is probably going to go undrafted. Let's be real about that. Jordan Love wouldn't even hack it in the XFL. I have proof. He played at Utah State. That is way worse than an XFL team. I've never even heard of Utah State, and he didn't win jack shit there. Murphy needs to be replaced by Ed Policy immediately. Please, how can we make Murphy sell the team to Ed? Ed will save us. He can trade for Devontae. He can trade for Aaron. And he can trade Kenny King to the XFL and trade for TJ Watt like a real owner should have done a long time ago. 
If A policy won't do it, then can we please sell the team to Sheila Ford Wheaton? She is the new owner of the Lions, and she's turned the whole culture around. Mm-hmm. I swear to God they are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Clayton was going on and on about it, and he's absolutely right. It's an embarrassment. Mark McCarthy can rot in hell for what he's done to Aaron Rodgers, a man just weeping on his knees begging for any help at all. Okay, that's all I had to say. Thank you for your time. Go back, go. You know, sometimes people call in, and they do a really good job just kind of being goofy. Man, some of you guys are, it's real, like, this had to have been a spoof call, I'm guessing. And it was, it was on point, but it was so convincing that there's a part of me, it wasn't until halfway through that I'm like, oh, okay, he's just kidding around. But even now I'm like, you were kidding around, right? I just want to go through some of the points here. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's probably hard to tell because, you know, Google doesn't pick everything up, but, um... Criminal investigation ongoing by me into Matt Murphy. Maybe they picked that up wrong. I don't know, but I'm positive you got several names wrong here. Uh, the master manipulator of a criminal Ponzi scheme. He sells season tickets promising a Super Bowl, but then he literally takes a baseball bat to Aaron Rodgers' knees and beats the absolute hell out of him. So it's probably less funny if I go back and explain all of these, but I'm going to do it anyways because we're, we're just going to take it point by point because I enjoyed this. So first of all, I don't think... The season ticket is sold under some undue promise of a Super Bowl. Also, I don't think that would be a Ponzi scheme. I think that would be fraud or some variation of fraud. I don't think that has anything to do with a Ponzi scheme. That Ponzi schemes are, are like the pyramid scheme things, you know? I'm not sure if there's a distinction between the two or whatever, but either way, it wouldn't be a Ponzi scheme. Also, he didn't. I don't think he literally took a baseball bat to Roger's knees, or even figuratively for that matter. Uh, much less beat the absolute hell out of him. Uh, he forced the team to trade Brett Favre. No. And he forced the team to draft Kenny King. I don't know who Kenny King is, but I I do know who Kenny Clark is, and I know who Kevin King is, and I know that Mark Murphy didn't force either of those draft picks. And then you said, force the team to draft Jordan Love, who's probably going to go undrafted. I'm guessing you meant who was probably going to go undrafted if we didn't get him, but... We'll, we'll, I'll give you that one. Be, be, I don't know why. We'll just let you have it. Jordan Love wouldn't even hack it in the XFL. I mean, I guess, I would guess, I don't, yeah, the XFL is a thing. I, I, I don't think that that's entirely true, but I guess we don't know. But the proof was that he played at Utah State, and Utah State is worse than an XFL team. That's probably true, but that's also true of pretty much every college football team. And he didn't win anything while he was there. I'd, don't know if that's true or not. It's another irrelevant point that I'm not going to look up. Murphy needs to be replaced by Ed Policy immediately. And then, <laughs> then you wanted to sell the team to Sheila Ford Wheaton um, if Ed Policy won't replace Mark Murphy. I don't, I don't think that that's in the cards, selling the team to the uh, owner of the Lions. And even if we did have to sell it to somebody, it probably wouldn't be a person that owns another team, number one. And then number two, I'd want it to be a team that has actually won something ever, or at least gone to a playoff game, would just be a thought. And then you mentioned it's an embarrassment. Mark McCarthy can rot in hell for what he's done to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure who Mark McCarthy is, but apparently Mark McCarthy is a guy that refused to help Rodgers as he was weeping on his knees asking for any help whatsoever, which I'm assuming... Uh, didn't happen. So, I appreciate the call. Again, if this was just a uh, 
fun little troll. I found it amusing. If you're being serious, um, I, I, I guess I addressed the points as best as I can. That's all I can say. All right, let's get back to Jimmy. Dude, uh, sorry, Jimmy, one more time. Um, I, I don't know if this got deleted back in the dump, um, but I'm just going to say it now. Uh, just Maybe I missed it, so forgive me uh, if that happened. But um, uh, here's my question. Um, so I'll frame it first. Uh, Rogers watched Favre and... And, and he learned a lot of good things and he learned some things not to do. And it seems to me like he decided he was not going to throw interceptions. Like that was his big thing. Cause he saw Favre throwing a bunch of interceptions. Like, ah, I don't want to be. You did miss it. You asked me that already and I answered it. So, um, I don't know when that was, but feel free to go back and find it. Um, I don't even remember my answer, but I do remember you asked it and I answered it. Hey, Ryan. I'm just giving you a quick call because that's what this show is for. Um, not any, like, 10-minute calls or anything. Anyways, um, am I the only one that remembers? Because I know that Aaron Rodgers is famous for not throwing interceptions, right? You, you have, like, right. a traditionally very, 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 very good yeah. touchdown to interception ratio. But am I the only one who remembers over the years the countless times Absolutely countless times that Rodgers threw the ball directly in. It's almost as if he was throwing to the cornerback or the safety or whoever more than his own receiver. And the cornerback or the defensive player just drops the ball. That's happened way, way, way more than I can remember for pretty much any other quarterback. Um, but, I mean, I mainly watch Packer games, but I also watch a lot of other games, whatever I can see on TV, and being in Minnesota, I see more Vikings, and I definitely have seen Aaron Rodgers throw more balls directly into the defender's hands that the defender drops than any Vikings quarterback I have seen, um, and so nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever says, oh yeah, Rodgers threw this directly to the defender, but it wasn't an interception. And I know you've brought up the stat of turnover-worthy plays right. and whatever, and, but it just seems that that's something that people don't like to focus on. And I get that it only counts really if it is actually interception, but that's something that Rodgers has done. And I'm not hating on Aaron Rodgers, but nobody ever talked about that. I've never heard that stat brought up by pretty much anyone. Or no one ever... Yeah, it's... Every, it's the ball is dropped, they move on. They don't talk about the fact that he's directly as an offender. Anyways, I've repeated myself about 20 billion times. So, um, bye. Yeah, so turnover-worthy plays is where I was going to head with that, because although I don't have a dropped interception uh, metric, I don't really need it, because that's... Now that I'm thinking about it, that's pretty much literally what turnover-worthy play is. It's a play that you threw that could have been picked. Whether it was or wasn't is irrelevant to the stat. It's you threw the ball, and a defender could have picked that off. And I will say, um, Aaron Rodgers did throw 18 of those. So, as you mentioned, as somebody who primarily watches Packers games, you probably noticed, I mean, that's, that's you know, once a week is what that is. So on average, every single week you're seeing a defender drop a pass, and I could see how that would get stuck in your head. Also, 
Rodgers does throw the ball more than some quarterbacks. So before we even look at turnover-worthy play percentage, because we're talking about perception, if you look at the turnover-worthy plays, which is just the number of times that it happened, Aaron Rodgers ranks 25th, which is 25th worst, that is. So he's thrown more than a lot of quarterbacks. But if you look at it as a percentage, he is and has been pretty much every year, including this year, which was a down year, uh, relatively low. Uh, This year was actually pretty much middle of the pack or slightly better than. He ranked 15th, tied with Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins with 2.9% of his passes. But if we go backwards, you know, 2021, he was the third best in that metric at just 2%. The only ones that were better were Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. But even at that, it's still 13 times. So we're still relatively close to once per week, right? He ranks ninth in that regard. Because again, there's a lot of quarterbacks that just don't throw the ball as much. Like Justin Fields hardly ever throws it. I'm sure some other people rarely throw. It's just the only one that comes to mind. By the way, Justin Fields is like the worst at this. I mean, if, we, if you, j- just as an aside here, if you're looking at turnover-worthy plays and you get rid of the quarterbacks that are not going to be starting, like... Heineke, Zach Wilson, and Cooper Rush. I don't think they're going to be starting. I don't know. Maybe they're somewhere else and they got the starting. I don't know. Justin Fields is the next worst. The next starting quarterback, I think, I can't even keep track of this anymore, but I think it's Tua. He was at 4.2%, Fields 4.4%. Dude is just the worst. But yeah, I mean, you're you're right insofar as it does happen a lot. But I, I do think this is one of those things where because we only look at the Packers most of the time, especially since we scrutinize the Packers more. And I think this is where a lot of negative Packer fans kind of get off. And I'm not saying you are one, but I'm just saying this is where this kind of happens is you tend to scrutinize your own team more often. I, I, this happens to me all the time, right? I'll, I'll watch the game and, and 30 seconds in, the Packers will go three and out and I'm just beside myself. Like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. You start the game like this, like this is a disaster. I cannot believe it. you have all week to prepare. Any other game I watch, Right, you watch the the noon game. You you pick the game, the late game, whatever. Um, if a team doesn't, it, it doesn't. Who cares? Like, could you, I I can't even imagine. Like, if I was with a random, let's say, Broncos fan, and they went like three and out, or a Chiefs fan, let's pick a really good team, and they go three and out, or there's some kind of a bad play, they hit in the backfield, and they're beside themselves. I'm like, dude, shut! You're gonna win the game, you freaking dork! Shut up! But because it's my team it's much more scrutinized. And so, yeah, as a Packer fan, you watch and you see a pass. You know, and again, once a week is a lot. You see a pass that is thrown that could have been or possibly was intercepted. And I guess we could just, we could find out exactly how many dropped interceptions it was by just subtracting the interceptions from the uh, turnover-worthy plays, which actually isn't that much considering how many picks he threw. He threw 12 interceptions and had 18 turnover-worthy plays, which would mean it was about six times that happened. Going on, this is Omar Firefighter. How y'all doing? Uh, sorry, it's been a while. I had a whole bunch of life altering things happen. Get it to me. Uh, my sister passed away, so oh, I have to sorry, take care man. of my nieces. Um, along with my four kids, I had a whole house full of kids. Um, so I've been kind of busy. I'm backed up on the pod. I did hear about your rule. Um, I I wanted to kind of make an objection, but I said I don't. They probably already settled this by the time I call. <laughs> about the like, you call one time and then you got your three minutes, and then after that you get skipped for a while. Um, and I do get it because the time the Austin calls was getting a little ridiculous, uh, and and the cheese ball and stuff was getting ridiculous. I, I totally agree on that. I kind of was hoping like maybe y'all just 
when it comes to like a mediation and maybe do like two because sometimes you know the three minutes go by fast and you might have a lot to say so i would just i would say two calls would be good like anything more than two back-to-back calls you wait but again it's probably already been settled so it doesn't matter um i did you know hear a lot of people saying that we're rebuilding and a lot of people are wondering why people say that and some Packer fans get mad. And I don't believe we're rebuilding, but I think they're trying to say is, to play devil's advocate, they're trying to say, because we lost Aaron Rodgers, like he was the foundation of the house. So, yeah, if you remodel certain things, you remodel walls, windows, doors, stuff like that. But, like, it's hard, you know, it's hard to remodel basically the base of the home. You know, it, it should be done. It's just more difficult. So they're trying to say, like, Rodgers is the thing that kept, the Packers together. Now, if this was back-to-back MVP Rodgers and then we lost him, I could kind of be like, see what the issue was. But to be honest with you, Rodgers played like crap last year. And I, I felt like if Jordan Love was in those same games, like the, especially against the Lions, like the little pass, the Batiara stuff, like he played horrible. So I don't know if it was the thumb or what, but I feel like it's kind of like, well, the, the base of the home already cracked. So we just, you know, we got Jordan Love, we're going to refix this. And they think we're rebuilding, but I'm like, but everything else is pretty good. Like, the receivers are on par. Everything is basically the same, if not better. I don't think we got worse, maybe, other than safety. And to be honest, it's the same with uh, the safety. The safety didn't play good last year at all anyway. So even if we're – if that's our weakest link, it's still good. But anyway, go Pack Go. I miss y'all, and hope everything and everybody's doing well. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, man. I'm, again, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I, I I feel pretty honored that you would even care to call. You know, with all the stuff that you got going on, and uh, obviously it's in the off season, so that's. I, I I mean, it means a lot. You know that um, that would even be in any way a priority, even though it's just a couple minutes out of your day or whatever. But um, anyways, yeah. I, again, as far as the rebuilding thing, I get what people are saying. I just think it's the wrong the, the, the wrong word. I think there's better words for it right i mean it it makes sense right the the team is as i said it's it's what was the word i chose i think it was just redirecting if we needed a reword but we're heading in a new direction is the point and that's that's true because it's an entire course correction when you're talking about the team but you know again what if if you have a team and you're rebuilding it and, and that's the thing I don't want to broaden it out so much. I mean, in my mind, rebuild has a very specific connotation, and and it is a negative connotation for a reason because it's negative, and it's a, it's necessary for a lot of teams. But rebuilding is you have a lot of older um, pieces that essentially need to be tore down. You have a lot of your other pieces are just not really core guys like you you don't really have that core that says in five years these are the guys that i intend to have and i intend to win with that isn't true of the packers jordan love is that guy aaron jones maybe not quite as much but we intend to play with him and win with him right now aj Dillon's that guy christian watson's that guy romeo dobbs is that guy Jaden reed is that guy our entire offensive line with the exception maybe of david bakhtiari but again we're not tearing down we're not getting rid of aaron jones we're not getting rid of david bakhtiari why because this isn't a tear down and rebuild so we're holding on to those guys and we have an entire team loaded with people that are going to be our future so a rebuild is just something different and and i'm not going to just say that it's 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 a fine word no it's not it's it's that's not what it is i get what people are trying to say it's like if you know, you're watching uh, the Arnold uh, 
Arnold Classic or whatever, you know, the Mr. Olympia, Mr. Universe. I think Arnold Classic is, Classic is something else, but <laughs> the Mr. Olympia thing, right? And you got all these super, Rip doesn't even really say it, but massively roided out muscular people. And you said, that dude is fat. It's like, what are you talking about? They're not fat. Well, they're, they're way overweight. Well, I, I, yeah, technically. Well, they're BMI. Yeah, I understand that, but they're not fat. Oh, this is just, it's just semantics. They, they fit, they check a couple boxes, they're fat. No. Fat is the wrong word. There are other words you can use to get your point across. I'm not going to let you just say fat because you don't want to use a different word and because you think it's, and by the way, it's because you know that it has a negative connotation and you want to use a word with a negative connotation. That's the entire reason people are dug their heels in on a word that isn't exactly the right word. It's the same thing with this. Like, I, I want to call them fat. They're not, though. Yeah, you know, you're trying to disparage these people because their body is not something that you like. Well, they, they fit the criteria in these areas of being fat. Yeah, but they're not. Because there are other criteria of being fat, like, oh, I don't know, high fat percentage, which they have like none. Wrong word. Use a new word. They're not rebuilding. If you want to say rebuilt, I guess you can. Although, eh. Because they never really went through that full teardown and rebuild process. There is a big change in Green Bay. That's different than a rebuild. It's just not the right word. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be flexible on it. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have yourselves a fantastical day. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.